You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. You can see the beautiful couple for yourselves. And, um, of course, if you want to interact with us, we're on Twitter, on Hope Alive underscore radio. You can also send us a voice note on WhatsApp on 067-153-1089. The Mazindos, welcome to the Feminine Touch. How are you tonight? We are well, madam, and yourselves? (laughs) We are fabulous. It's Monday. You know, on a Monday, we give you two hours of talk radio. We are so excited to do the show with you. I can't wait to have the conversation with you guys. I'm very excited to talk all things marriage, what you guys are doing for married couples. I think we should give them a horn in advance. They are really... Hey, you guys are really advancing the agenda of togetherness, together forever in marriage, and it's beautiful. Yes, ma'am. Really. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. How did you guys meet? I believe you were married in two months. You know, I, I want to hear that story. How did you meet, and how did your love story begin? So, so I'm going to let my husband talk because uh, I think as women, um, we can talk up to 30,000 words a day. So oh, yeah. let him summarize yeah. it for <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, I was, I found her when I was not looking. Oh, okay. Love. I was just looking to put my life together and to serve God wholeheartedly alone. Mm. <laughs> and then one, one particular Saturday, Friday, it was, it was a good Friday. Mm-hmm. We, we had a conference. I was pastoring a church in Welcome. So I went with, with, with the church to the conference in, in Cajiso, Krukasdop. Uh, mm. And then on a Friday, um, in the afternoon, uh, the hosting pastor said to us late later in the evening, uh, a very anointed woman of God who is a blessing in the kingdom of God is coming to minister to us. Mm. And then he raised that expectation. So in the evening, the service started. I don't see the pastor that we're talking about. But after a while, she walked in. But I didn't know that she was the one who's going to preach. And when she walked in, I asked myself, could this be my wife? Oh, wow. For, so for me, it was love at first sight, but then I was hoping the feeling was mutual. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then that day, she, yeah, he was, she was preaching about um, the, the, the message titled Destiny Rewritten. Oh, wow. Apparently Beautiful it was, yes, t- Destiny Rewritten. <laughs> it was a very powerful message. Apparently I was on my feet the whole sermon. <laughs> Amen. And then immediately after that, after church, the, the, my congregants, the people, the, the congregation that I was leading, they came to me. They said, oh, pastor, it's so good to have a first lady who can speak English. So they started calling her first lady, and she didn't even know her. When they addressed me about her, they said, first lady this, first lady that, first lady this. I think, I think, I think that really is what helped me a lot because I, I, I lost faith in my judgment when it comes to choosing a, la- a life partner. Of course, we will talk about that as time goes on. Mm. And then they, they actually became my eyes and... <laughs> Uh, it was on the 25th, the 26th, uh, we greeted the first time. She just teased me because I was an MC the following day. Mm. She teased me and walked away. The 27th, we talked and I invited her. It was Sunday on Facebook. The 28th, she didn't respond to my Facebook <laughs> and I was so discouraged. Mm. <laughs> the 29th, she sent me an inbox and we, we spoke from 8 o'clock in the morning to... Four o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. Sure. So uh, after that, 
I think it was it was it was in March on the seventh of May. Uh, I was doing a talk in Velcom. I was invited there as a spe- as a guest speaker, and she decided to go to Velcom all the way from Pretoria just to sit and support me. And then that day, I knew that she was coming, so I made a plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I started by acknowledging all the people who came to me except her, and I could see she was very much offended. But at the end of my talk, I called her forward, and I introduced her to the people. And while she was listening to what I was about to say about her, she saw me down on my knee with a ring in my finger, <laughs> proposing marriage to her. Wow. <laughs> and she said yes. And after the, 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 the session, I gave her a letter <laughs> from my parents to give to her parents. It was the 7th of May. I said, tell your parents on the 21st of May we are coming. Okay. Fully prepared. <laughs> mm. And then she told them I I, I had already spoken to my parents, and on the 21st of May, I paid Lobola in full. <laughs> sure, and yeah. that's how we got married. And on the 7th of September, we signed with Home Affairs. On the 29th of October, we celebrated our wedding, <laughs> and we're still together today. Ah, yes, yes, yes. What a beautiful love story. Mm. I just love mm. how mm. you cannot not see God in that love story. Yes. Pastor Pinili, were you praying for a husband at the time? Um, I honestly don't know the concept of praying for a hus- husband. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying people shouldn't. Okay. Um, it's just that I think I had come from a previous marriage mm. we'll get to that yeah yeah so i was not even in a space of looking for a spouse at that time mm. i think my core focus was just serving god in the kingdom of god and finding myself mm. you should understand that i think i was around 26 just mm. gotten out of a previous marriage so i felt like i wasted my life away so the mm. focus was on me and i wasn't really praying hence when he started and instigated this whole thing i wasn't really on board and I even looked at him like, I don't even want any of this, you know. Mm, so, mm. no, I was not. I was not mm. looking, but it was because I was in a space and a time where I was hurt. Mm. Um, did I perhaps in passing pray for a husband? Yes. Mm. Was that my key focus in my prayers? No. Mm. But I love how you both were key on you were serving God. Yes. You know, Bible Lohonolo said he was fully serving God at the time, yes. focused on what God had called him to do. And God is aligning the two of you to say, for the ministry, right. we need to be together. Right. Beautiful, beautiful. So you, you both were previously married, um, and then you had divorced. I saw on one of your videos, somebody said, did you divorce to marry each other? Yes. Because people might think that you actually did that. Right. So let's talk about... How are you healed from the previous marriages into this one? Um, uh, mine is going to be short and sweet. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so people are going to wonder at home, like, what is wrong with this couple? And Gary, the husband, talks too much. <laughs> um, mine is short and sweet. I I didn't need to heal because to me it was, you know, good riddance kind of a thing. Mm. The marriage really did destroy me. Mm. So to me, walking out was enough healing for me. I Mm. didn't need healing time. I didn't even cry. I didn't break down. Um, Mm. There's nothing in me that broke when I divorced and post the divorce. It was the actual marriage that hurt me. Mm. And once I was healed in the marriage, that's why I decided to walk out of it because I actually wouldn't be alive to tell the story. Sure. On the other hand, it almost killed me, literally. Mm. Like I don't, I, 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 why, why I say that it's because I ended up attempting suicide that almost took my life. Mm. It was just a narrow escape. I was not supposed to have survived that one. Uh, the reason why it 
killed me is that I was seven years into the profession as a marriage counselor. So mm-hmm. I was I was a marriage counselor when I went through a divorce. So that quite that made me question my sense of identity, mm-hmm. question myself and my profession. How do I strengthen people's marriages when I couldn't make my own work? Mm-hmm. Uh, why didn't I get the counselor like myself? Because mm-hmm. up until that time, I had never lost a marriage. I've never had a couple who came to me and ended up divorcing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that's where I was wishing I could find someone like me to save my marriage, but it couldn't be saved. Mm. And then that almost ended my life. So it took, it, it required time to heal from it on mm. my part mm. because it hit me so hard and mm. it made me feel like I will never be able to succeed in the profession of counseling and mental health as well as ministry. Mm, 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 mm. I love that. Lovely. We have some people who are sending us messages on Facebook. I just want to read them to you. Um, Bongi Msiza says, I love this couple. And she shows us a lot of emojis of love. And then she says, wow. Again, Bongi says, again, hearts, hearts, hearts. Thank you, Bongi, for connecting with us, showing you guys some love. If you want to show this beautiful couple some love as well, we're on Facebook on Hope Alive Radio Station. We're on Twitter, Hope Alive underscore radio. And our WhatsApp number is 0671531089. We're talking to pastors Pindile as well as Lesohonolo Mazindo. And we're talking about love, marriage, raising children, and overcoming divorce. Wonderful, really. Um, you, I'm, en- I'm enjoying this already. You know, I think, Pastor Pidile, <laughs> your story almost is similar to mine because, really, in my case, walking out was really enough healing, as yes. you said earlier. Yes, Let me just come back to you. You said uh, in one of your videos that you wish you had a marriage counselor like yourself to save your first marriage. Yes. What are you both doing differently in this marriage to ensure that you do not go or experience divorce again? Yeah, the f- first and foremost, I had to make sure that I'm not entering into another divorce. Because sometimes we enter into divorce thinking we are entering into marriage. Okay. I had to make sure that I marry someone who wants to be married to me. Sure. Some, not someone who needs me more than she loves me. Because if someone needs you more than she loves you, when she finds other ways of meeting the same needs, you become irrelevant and they no longer want to be with you. I wanted to marry someone who values marriage like I do. Uh-huh. And mm. because so that even we, even if we can have differences, we will always find our way back to each other. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. I did differently was in my decision to get married. Because the first time I decided with my heart and left my head behind and my heart got broken and my I got a headache as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the second time around, my heart led me to her and I invited my head to evaluate if I should be marrying her. And then that is what I did differently, and it worked out perfectly. Mm. Lovely, lovely. Well, with me, wow. I must say, uh, Ma, that um, you know I walked in confidently, yet uh, blindly so, because okay. I thought that I mean I've done this the first time, so mm. I've got this. I can do this the second time around, mm. right? Mm. And little did I know that just because I was married before, it doesn't mean that I have the, the experience to move on to the new marriage, and that's what almost killed this new marriage. But I had to. Quickly learn that this is a different person. I'm in a different dispensation of my life, mm-hmm. and I have to focus on building, um, you know, this marriage with this person going forward. One of the biggest thing for me was that I had to realize that we both value marriage equally. Mm-hmm. Marriage was mm-hmm. the most important thing, and once we came to that congruence, it was easy for us to say we are going to make this work. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have weaknesses, but we'll work around them. We're going to have flaws, but we're going to navigate around everything that we have to face. Mm-hmm. 
love that. Yeah. I love that. Focusing on building together. Mm. You know, mm. I think it's so it's very critical really to know why are you entering into this? Mm. What, what's mm. your aim? What what do you want to find out? And sure. I think it helps you daily. Yes, you know, to make sure that okay, you know, we just nature each other and make sure. I mean, I like what you're saying about Pastor Pindle now that we knew that we've got like our own flaws. Yes. Mm. But we are committed into making sure that yes. this works. Yes. And really with God on our side, it will work. Mm. You guys are marriage counselors. How long have you been married? We have been married Eight. for five years, going to six this year. Am I correct? So um, we, of, well, the official marriage, I think, was the Lobola, which is the yes. 21st of May. That's when we'll be six years. And I suppose the celebration was on the 29th of October, but that's just that, the celebration. Mm, mm, yeah. mm. Love it. We're going to take a quick mm. ad break. When we come back, we're talking about marriage counseling and a whole lot of work that the Mazindos are doing to restore marriages in South Africa. Stay tuned. Have you heard of Hope Alive online radio? Established in 2020 during the hard lockdown by Reverend SC and PA Matebula, the mission of this platform has been to impact our communities and the world at large with the message of hope. Since taking to the airwaves in May 2020, Hope Alive has grown in leaps and bounds and is a preferred station of choice to an average of over 40,000 listeners. While we broadcast from the Hope Restoration Ministries premises in Kempton Park, our listenership stretches far and beyond. We broadcast 95% in English and 5% in other languages. Our daily programs taking place between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m., seven days a week, are hosted by young, passionate, and spirit-filled radio personalities. We cater for all age groups and deliver on our mandate to educate, inspire, motivate, and encourage all our listeners. To help us revive, restore, and bring a living hope to South Africa and the world, you can partner with us from as little as 100 rand. To grow your business and reach more clientele, you can also advertise with us from 350 an ad or sign up for a monthly advertising package from as little as 7,000 rand. To find out more about us, visit us on www.hopealiveradio.co.za or email info at hopealiveradio.co.za. Join us as we continue to shape minds for a better future. Hope Alive Radio Station. Welcome back to the show. It's 26 minutes past six, and that's uh, the first half of the show on the Feminine Touch tonight. We're talking to Pindile as well as Leslo Honolo Mazindo, and we're talking to them about their journey in marriage, recovering from past marriages, and how they are working hard to make sure that they put a lot of effort into their current marriage so that it lasts forever. If you want to interact with us, do engage with us on Facebook on Hope Alive Radio Station. You'll find us on Twitter, Hope Alive underscore radio. And if you'd love to send a voice note or a WhatsApp message, you can send it to 067-153-1089. We're live on Facebook. Do go and check out our beautiful couple as well. Show them some love and appreciation. And let's get back into the interview. Now, you are doing a lot of work to restore marriages. You have marriage seminars i know over the weekend you're very busy as well yes. doing all of those work um for marriages specifically why did you decide to branch into doing that um i am actually a tag along okay <laughs> so i think that uh bob mazindo will be the best one to to start this one and i'll finish it off all right my first job in 2006 was in famsa 
Mm-hmm. Back then, they used to call it Family and Marriage Society of South Africa. Mm. Now they just call it Family South Africa. And there was a professional counselor, I was a trainer as well, and a community developer. Mm-hmm. So that's where actually I my love for marriage counseling and ministry deepened because I dealt a lot with marriage and family issues. Mm. So mm. that's when I started actually working with marriages. That was 2006, 16 years ago this year. Mm. And then I've never looked back. Okay, I never wanted to be in the ministry of marriage especially mm. when my first marriage fell apart i felt like i was going to walk out on this ministry but sure, when i sure. walked out on the ministry i felt like i was walking out on myself mm. that's why i ended up in the hospital bed after a suicide attempt that almost took my life so i just i just i just went to a seminar somewhere in the united states and the person who was facilitating the seminar i told him my story and he laughed and after he laughed he said you know god has sense of has so much sense of you he will make you strong in areas. He will, he will make you strong for other people in areas where you are not strong for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then he just gave me a serious look and he said, don't you stop doing marriage pro- programs. Wow. You did not choose it. You were chosen mm. for it. Mm. And that changed mm. my life. And from that day, I now came back and confidently did marriage ministry until today oh, <laughs> with my beautiful wife. Actually, she actually, t- she was she's actually the, the restoration minister. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she was ministering, preaching restoration. And then uh, when, he, when I came in with the marriage ministry, she just took over. And sometimes she does it so much better than me. I don't know how she manages to do that. <laughs> so uh, I never used to be a, a person that dealt with marriages a lot, even though I was married before. Um, I never thought that I would ever be involved in marriage ministry. Um, I used to do a lot of ministry in terms of evangelism, um, you know, crusades, conferences, and preaching and all that. And so when I met him, there was a time that I had to take over the Together Till the End program. That's the marriage program that we are running. And so I had to be hands-on. And I think from that, um, I, I, I believe that the grace just took over, you know. It's like with um, Abraham and Sarah. When God changed Abram to Abraham and Sarai to Sarah, he had to say to Abraham, you are now the father of many nations, and Sarah, now you're the mother of many nations. So what God does is when he brings two people together, um, he will always make sure that he matches you guys to to each other's destiny and purpose. And I think that's how I was able to hop on to this ministry. And um, I've, I've actually learned that I've developed a love for marriages and speaking to marriages, particularly to wives. And so, you know, um, and I'm, I'm grateful for, for what God is doing. I'm grateful for, for God to allow him, you know, allow me to be released into this ministry and grace as well. And one thing that I want to mention that I I, I have to really mention, I started my private practice 16 years ago, and my initial niche was mental health, especially anxiety and depression. But guess what happened? 90% of my cases until today it's marriage cases, mm. <laughs> so that's where that's how it ended. That's where that's how I ended up here, where I am as a marriage minister. You were definitely chosen, wow. chosen yeah. for this um, mm. this industry. Oh. And I just love how you complement each other. You know, I love how you say your wife is the preacher, but actually God is calling you both in different aspects of yes. ministry to restore hope in marriages as well. Yes, Amen. Now speaking about ministry. Let's talk about your journey of being called. How did God call you guys and how did he confirm that this is the journey that you're going to follow in the area of ministry? 
Sure. So I was saved when I was nine years old at mm. a church in Tembisa. Mm. And um, from then on, I, I can't really explain because you're a kid, you're nine, you believe that you've received Jesus, mm. um, you get preached to and so forth. But then discovering the calling is another dimension on its own. Sure. So when I was around 11, I actually started a ministry in school in Baklu. And the ministry was called Fast and Furious for Christ. Oh, and wow. the reason why I called it that was because that was when the first Fast and the Furious movie came out. Sure. So wow. as young as I was, I thought that I want to be relevant. So how, what should I say? So it's best to say fast and furious for Christ. And so I started at school. I remember I approached the principal and they said to me, but we can't insert it in the school newsletter because it's not a school activity. But we will borrow your classroom, go to an XY teacher every Friday, and then they'll give you a, a key, you know. And I did a couple of Fridays. You know, I'm, I'm 11, I'm a kid. And, you mm. know, there, were ti- there was a time that it just fell off, but I stayed with that thing. And um, I remember I was in one church where my mom was part of the leadership and they used to do sh- leadership courses in evenings and I would go along with her because you know I had no one to stay with at home and I would participate and pray and and you know there was this um a, a pastor that came and said you know what um I th- we believe that your daughter's called I think I was around 12 at that time and so they decided to enroll me in the in the college in the in the church college and I was the youngest I was 12 um I remember at the time it was there was this pastor that sort of it it, it was a, a like an alignment and and the pastor were, they were graduating you know like the whole country was graduating um, in that particular church and I remember him saying we've got the youngest member in college and her name is in Ascension everyone was like clapping hands and I was like this little girl you know amongst <laughs> old people and I think that's when. It, it sort of, it didn't dawn to me, it dawned to people that were around me, my elders and so forth. So when I was in grade 12, I was part of the CR, CR, is it CRM, um, Christian Learner Movement. Mm. And um, that's when I started doing revivals and doing, you know, meetings and conferences. And from there, that's when I realized that I actually have a calling upon my life. And that's when I began to nurture it, um, you know, in prayer and fasting and just continue the call of God upon my life. Amen. Yeah. All right. So it with me, it started being the choir master. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. And then I became a youth leader. Mm-hmm. I became a, a, home, a home cell leader and I became a leader of a, prof- of a prophetic team in a church. Back in 2000, I think I was praying and I fell into a trance. Mm-hmm. And it was like God was talking to me. Mm-hmm. And then he looked at me until, because it's like I was scared until I began to settle. And then after that, he said to me, my people are lost like sheep without shepherd. Mm. Gather them and shepherd them. Mm. So that's how that's how I knew I was called actually into the ministry of a shepherd, sure, sure. Of, of a pastor. And I told my then pastor who, is, who has gone to be with the Lord um, what God said to me. And he said, okay, I want you to say yes to that calling and I will make sure that I... I, 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 I provide, I make things conducive for you to follow mm-hmm. your calling. So um, I think at the age of 22, he made me the elder of the church. So I was the youngest elder there. He used to call me young Timothy. <laughs> so I became an elder from 2002 to, okay, he passed away in 2010. His wife took over for about five years. And after that, I was actually installed to be his successor and uh, ended up being a pastor. So (laughs) I became a pastor by function 
for a very long time because I was doing pastoral duties, officiating weddings, mm. conducting yeah. funerals, and all those things that required pastoring, doing hospital visits and visits to the prisons, leading evangelistic ministry. I was very active mm. when I was a young person. So when I became a pastor, it's, it, it became something that I've been doing all my life sure. ever since I was 16, 16 years called yeah. young and still yeah. running for, um, mm. for the Lord and still on fire mm. for the Lord as well. Mm. Beautiful story. Mm. I love it. You know, wh- when you check for me, they both they were both groomed mm. by God at a very young age. Sure. And sure. I mean, you both accepted. And you know, we always look at this girl child that they will groom early. Mm. But for this couple, I'm telling you, God's mm. like him. Have taken you from different places yes. and just combine you in a special way. I think you did mention, Pastor Ella, that God has a, uh, a, a good sense of humor because yes. the way He does things, really, yes. you always be amazed. Um, it's the month of Feb. <laughs> we are talking about love. What excites you about love and marriage? Um, it is the, uh, the ability to um, carry each other's destiny in becoming one. You know, um, to me, loving my husband means uh, becoming one with him, and we are we are ca- continuing the destiny that God has given us as individuals and as a couple as well. Mm. Um, I think that our love is so incredible that we we intertwine in so many ways. Okay. Um, we 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 are always the value system is the same. Yes. We agree 99.99% of the time. I know people are not going to believe me, but we yeah. actually agree. Yeah. We see yeah. things eye to eye, which is normally not the case, you wow. know? Um, and, and we are able to function in a, we, like we coexist and, 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 and in such a, a, in such a congruent way that we are able to, um, carry each other even when we are weak we are able to balance each other even when the other one is unsteady you mm, know mm. i think to me love between the two of us is the ability to cover each other yeah. um we we cover each other such that when you look at us you're going to go are, are they really they look they seem perfect you know mm. and we will agree and say yes we are perfect not because there are no flaws or weaknesses but because we have we by the grace of the holy spirit and the power of god we are pushing into a direction where we are able to cover each other. Mm. Uh, where he's weak, I'm strong, and vice versa. Where mm. I can't make it, he pulls me up. So you'll never see the imbalance because mm. we always balance each mm. other out. Mm. We always are able to bridge the gap. There will always be a gap between two people. Mm. But God has, is granting us grace daily that mm. we're able to bridge the gap. And that, to me, is what love is. It's about Beautiful. being there for each other when you know you, you can't. You don't, it's about loving your spouse or your partner when they mm. sometimes don't mm. deserve it. You know, mm. When you feel like I'm fed up with this person, when you feel like I've had enough of this person but you continue to love them sure. um and how do we see this or how do we um you know able to take this out of us is because we see it with christ in the church yes. the second when we didn't deserve his love that's when he displayed it that's the true love of marriage if your spouse doesn't des- deserve love and you give it you have one we have completed because mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. Christ has done. The mm-hmm. second your spouse does something to you and you want to avenge them or revenge or mm-hmm. you've lost mm-hmm. it altogether. Mm-hmm. You know? But mm-hmm. when you repay them with kindness and they actually don't deserve it, you've won the battle. Sure. Um, because yes. what happens is that you are bridging any gap that the enemy may try and open. The second you do the I'll get him, I won't mm-hmm. talk to him tomorrow, he's not going to touch me, I'm not going to sleep with him, you've lost the battle altogether. Mm-hmm. So love is about, um, you know, filling in the holes yeah. when the spouse or the partner does not deserve it. Wow. 
absolutely amazing. Mm. Mm. Yo. Yeah, your wife is 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 deep. Yeah, she she's really mm. really amazing. Mm. <laughs> I agree. Mm. <laughs> so, uh we've got a comment here from Bongi and she says powerful. She also says preach Pastor Pete, preach. Hallelujah. She's preaching good, hey? <laughs> Amen. Definitely. And shall we know about from your side? What can you add uh, from what your other half is just? The fact that us? we can compliment each other mm. and that she brings out the best in me and I do the same for her. Yeah. Um and as like uh, when we started I did mention that my my previous marriage really broke me. Uh-huh. So mm. I I I didn't I was not completely healed unfortunately when I w- entered into marriage with her. Mm. So I I I I had an imaginary enemy in my okay. mind okay. in in the office of a wife. And because she was my wife, she occupied that office. Unconsciously, I saw her as the enemy. <laughs> and I didn't trust her. I couldn't open up to her. I couldn't mm. be vulnerable with her. I always held my guard up when I'm with her. Okay. And every time she senses that, or maybe I, be, I say something or do something unkind to her, she would be saying to you, no, no, oh. I'm not your enemy. Oh, I'm not your enemy. She said that until I started considering it. Wow. Maybe, just maybe, she's not my enemy. Mm. And then once I started realizing that, everything about me changed. Mm. And I usually say she's the female version of me. Wow. Because I don't need, uh, now I no longer need to be too much in touch with my feminine side when it comes to making decisions that 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 are feminine in nature. I just say Baby, yeah. I think this yeah. is up to you. <laughs> and then the one other thing I say, I'm the head, I'm her head. But she's the brain inside my head. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so she actually talks sense to me most of the time. I'm a risk taker, but she's my safe place. Okay. I can take a risk and some, sometimes it doesn't go right. I know she gives me a soft landing spot. So um, that, that's, that's, I mean, it, she, she also like... Sometimes it gets too safe uh-huh. <laughs> to grow. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I have to pull her out of her safety yeah. zones. And, and that's where my risk-taking part comes in. So we, we balance each other. Yeah. And yeah. I love the fact that not only that she compliments me in my weaknesses, mm. I love the fact that I compliment her yeah. in her yeah. weaknesses. Sure. And together we become something very, very mm. awfully close to perfect. Yeah. <laughs> if not perfect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. Nicely said. Mm. Beautiful. You are also content creators on YouTube. What made you decide to start a YouTube channel? I'll have to take this one for uh-huh. the team. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was all me. The thing yes. is, we we know that we are called yes. for people. Yes. To summarize, Lethono and Pindila Mazindo, we are called for people. Yes. Unless we do the work of the Lord, God has no reason to retain us on the earth. Mm. Even our two beautiful daughters, it's not enough reason for God to keep us here. Mm-hmm. So to us, the most important thing is that we need to serve God's people, sure. whether it is in the circular world or in the body of Christ, mm. whether it is coaching or counseling or preaching or being there for somebody or doing a YouTube video or speaking on radio, mm. there was that constant need that we need to be in people's lives. We need to be speaking to people's destinies. We need to be speaking to people's spirits, their souls, they need us. And so I say to my husband, we are being called to churches to preach. We are hosting conferences to to, to preach. We are hosting marriage marriage seminars. I'm a relationship coach. He's a professional marriage counselor. Um, I mean, I'm a marriage and and relationship coach. We, we, We write books, you know, we do all these things. And I say, but why don't we add to that so that we, we, 
we, we reach a vast majority of people. And, and one of the most important ways was, let's do it through Facebook, uh, to YouTube, right? Because mm-hmm. it's our channel. At least we will post when we, we need to post. It's not about waiting for an invitation whatsoever. And mm. I felt that it's a platform where we'll be able to um, share the grace that God has granted unto us for the lives of people. Mm. And that's how we started our our YouTube channel. Mm. Mm. And I just love Beautiful. how you're so focused on your calling that because of the calling, that's why you had to choose a medium that would facilitate yes. the calling. Certainly. Now, yes. speaking of YouTube, I mean, you've got single and you've also got joint YouTube channels. Yes. What kind of content can people expect to see on the single as well as the joint YouTube channels? Okay, I'm going to speak on mine, which is the Pindil and Essentia Masinda. So on that one, um, I'm a certified... NLP, uh, a certified NLP life coach, right? Mm. Um, And I'm also a a, a certified facilitator. So with there, I focus a lot on personal development. Mm. I love personal development. I'm a personal personal development coach as well. And I also focus on faith. It's also faith-based content. Um, Recently, I have added motherhood or parenting because people have requested that. So Mm -hmm. you have to give the people what they want. Um, And then another thing that we um, also focus on is marriage. I focus on marriage on the channel, but I try to do it more from a wife or a woman's perspective, right? Mm. So as as a, apart from um, uh, our our joint channel, there we talk marriage together, but there I just try and focus on wives um, because I really have, you know, since, like I said, I met my husband and God has granted me the grace of marriages. My greatest uh, responsibility in marriage is talking to wives mm. because there's a lot to tell wives. Mm. Um, I am not going to sit here and then make it like like as if marriage is a one-sided um, event or mm. institution, it needs both people equally. Mm. But I've, I can also derive many scriptures uh, out of the Bible where we can see clearly that it actually lies in the hands of a woman. Mm. Uh, a home is built by a woman. And mm. I don't think God was just purely saying that the curtains and ten pillows on the bed only, you know. Mm. Um, it, it's a lot. It takes a lot. God has given women strength. Does yeah. it mean seem bogoto that have to always be hurt by men? No. Does it mean that men must abuse us? No. It just means that there's a greater responsibility on the woman. That's why God had to bring us in the picture as a helper. That mm, is a very mm. key and important element. Mm. And if we're going to look at a wife as a helper, something that is ins- insignificant and we demean that, we have lost the purpose of what God was doing with marriage. Mm. And so that's why I focus on women to say, women, you need to stand up. Okay. Uh, I'm also aware that psychologically we are defeated by our emotions because we are the weaker vessel in mm. terms of I think that in scripture there, the Bible is talking about our flesh, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Emotionally, we are strong, mm. but we are overly emotional at times uh, because of the different hormones, because of our cycle, uh, particular times of the month. There are a lot of psychological effects of being a woman. Our makeup psychologically sometimes defeats us when it comes to being overly emotional. So at times we become irrational of certain things because we're looking at it from an emotional perspective. So I don't want to confuse uh, the family members. I'll explain why. Um, if, for example, my husband um, is, is sick and he has a heart attack, right? Um, and he decides to call you, for example, Siswa, um, uh, and then uh, 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 calls you to say, please call an ambulance for me, and then you call an ambulance, and then the next thing, after two hours, I receive a call that my husband is in hospital. The first thing, I'm not going to go, is he okay? I'm going to go, why did he not call me first? Why mm. I'm the wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Why be mm-hmm. hope alive? Yes, for what? Because yeah. I'm the wife. Mm-hmm. My yeah. focus is not going to be, is he alive or dead? It's mm-hmm. why not me? Because mm-hmm. my emotions are getting the better yeah. of me. Mm-hmm. I'm already thinking, does he not love me? Does mm-hmm. he not trust me? Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. 
And that alone, yeah. by the time he gets out of ICU, we have a battle, we have a problem. Yes, yes. What's going yeah. on, you know? Mm. It's a lot of things. When he's going to answer as a man, he's going to say, my love, you were in a meeting from 12 o'clock until 5. Yeah. Mm, I had yeah, the heart attack yeah. at three, and mm-hmm. I know that you told me what, what two, what twelve, Indeed, that yeah. you're gonna switch off your phone. Wow. So I couldn't have called you. I had to call somebody that I know will answer the phone now. Yes. Wow. By the time he explains, there's already a marriage yeah. crack and a breakdown so because so he's yeah. rational. Mm-hmm. As a woman, if I had a heart attack, even whether he's in a meeting or his phone, <laughs> I'm gonna call him. Yes, yeah. and you expect yes. him to answer. He must yeah. answer. I don't know mm. how he's gonna figure yeah. out when yeah. he's in a meeting that I'm dying, but he has to. Mm. It's because of our makeup as women. So we need to understand those things so it's the things that i bring across my channel that this is how we are our psychological makeup sure. right wow. but we need to try and overcome these things because they could actually become a barrier into our marriage it's sure. not that there's anything wrong with your husband mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. that your your perspective is distorted if mm-hmm. i may use that word allow me to use that word because mm-hmm. of being feminine because mm. of how you see things, mm. so we try and lower that. That's what I focus on as well on my on my channel and sure, and sure. lifestyle as well. And yeah, love Beautiful. it, love it. Mm. Uh huh. And my channel is the newest of all the channels. Mm-hmm. Why? Because when she started her channel, my focus was on helping her grow her channel in okay. every way possible. Okay. And then if we grow her channel first, then mine follows suit. Mm. Um, I think that's what that was our strategy. So from my channel, I call it I call it candid conversations with Lethlano Lomazindo. Mm. That's where I talk about my personal experiences from a psychological perspective, mm. because mm. I'm a psychological pro, I'm, I'm a psychology professional, but I've been through real life experiences. Yeah. And yeah. I've, I lived with depression. I'm, mm. I'm st- I, 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 I was admitted at least five to six times a year at psychiatric hospital. Mm. And I pulled through. I share psychological lessons that helped me pull through yes. issues like depression, uh, divorce. I call I called them the dangerous double D. Mm-hmm. Depression and divorce and mm-hmm. how you can strengthen your marriage. So my content you can explain expect issues from the all from the psychological perspective issues around masculinity what mm. it means to be a man mm-hmm. uh, issues around uh, marriage issues around relationships issues around mental health as well but then i speak f- about them like i said narrating my personal stories i'm not i've have not, up- not uploaded those videos yet but this is what you can expect going forward when mm. it comes to my youtube channel talking candidly about my personal experiences and drawing psychological lessons that can help people uh, maybe deal with their um, current experiences as well absolutely amazing we're going to let you um hear this their instagram as, as well as their youtube handles as well later in the show so that you can diarize them and make sure you head on down and check the content it's really worth your time i want to read some comments here bongi uh, matabela says so happy to listen to both of you our ex-youth leader afm tabong love you both love both of you and Bongi Msiza says, Amen. And then Bongi says, Amen again. Thank you for interacting with us. We're live on Facebook on Hope Alive Radio Station. If you want to send us a, t- a text message or a vo- WhatsApp voice note, you can send it to 067-153-1089 or simply send us a voice note as well. We're also on Twitter on Hope Alive underscore radio. Now we're talking relationships. What do you think are the ingredients for a successful relationship? Do you want to take this one? <laughs> Please go first. Um, a successful relationship or marriage takes both parties to 
put in the effort and put in the work. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to understand that marriage needs to be managed. Everything mm-hmm. about life needs management. Mm. We mm. see this in the Garden of Eden or in creation. God says, uh, the Bible says rather, that um, God did not send down rain because there was no one to tilt the ground. In other mm. words, God was basically saying, I can send rain down. Um, there will be crop growing. There will be harvest, but there won't be anybody to work that. There won't be anybody to manage it. Sure. So everything in life is about management. God will give you according to what you're able to manage. You have to manage your marriage, manage yourself, manage your emotions. That's where emotional intelligence comes in. That's not one of the things that I also talk about. Emotional intelligence means that you're able to, you are aware of your emotions and you're aware of the emotions of somebody else. When you're in marriage, um, one of the things that make things make the marriage successful is Im- managing emotions. That's another part that, that's another department you have to manage because that's what actually drives us to, um, we don't talk to each other for two weeks. Um, mm. You know, the shouting, the screaming, the swearing, the insults, um, mm. and it drags on and it builds this huge hole between the two of us and a gap as well. It's 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 the inability to manage the emotions as they arise. You must understand that you will be stressed from day to day. Yeah, if it's not yeah. work, it's finances, not finances, it's the kids, it's the call from school, it is your mother, it is your sister that is on drugs. There's a lot that takes place generally in your life. Sure. And so it will rise certain emotions. It will, um, you know, drag you into a certain emotional, you know, uh, hole. But you you can't take that out on your spouse. Yes. You can't make your spouse, um, uh, you know, responsible for something like that. Another last point that I want to talk before I hand over to to my husband is um, we need to, I think I spoke about it earlier, the ability to balance each other out. Yes, Um, yes. Another thing is, there are societal norms on um, how a marriage should work out, right? Yes, yes. Um, because you're the wife, you need to resign from work and look after the kids while the husband works. That's, you know, normal societal expectations, right? But, but when you're in marriage and you are working on a congruence of some sort and working and building this thing, you can chop and change according to the needs of your marriage and the needs of the family. For example, naturally, someone like my husband, because he's a man, he's expected to do certain things, but in our marriage, we're able to balance each other out in terms of, I know where I am strong and he's not, and I will run with it. Even though under normal societal expectations, he's supposed to be strong in that area by virtue of being a man. Mm -hmm. But we don't work with that book, with that logbook, because it doesn't always work. That's what Mm -hmm. breaks down certain marriages, Mm -hmm. right? Um, if, for example, I'm able to do something and it's expected to be done by men, but I can, why not? You know, um, for example, there was a, a marriage case that I was dealing with. I was doing marriage counseling um, and coaching, and this lady was like, "Yeah, my husband doesn't take me out on holidays, and my colleagues tell me that their husbands book holidays for them and surprises or whatever." I'm like, "Honey, have you never heard of something called Booking.com? You don't have an app, you don't have a phone. Go mm. and do it. Mm. Right? Your yeah. husband doesn't yeah. know how to surprise you. Yes. <laughs> surprise yeah. him. Uh-huh. So mm. you're gonna sit and allow a marriage breakdown just because your husband doesn't know how to surprise, right? Mm. Um, mm. If you can't buy you flowers, you should." Yes, he's expected, but if he can't, buy flowers, put them in a vase, you know. And when mm. he walks in from work, even though he has not bought them for you, he's gonna be it's gonna be lively in the house. Gonna be like, Oh my goodness, my wife is taking care of our home. He's mm. there's so much warmth, the mm. new flowers, they smell good, you know. Mm. So the second that we 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 fixate ourselves in societal norms or what we see on Hollywood as a perfect marriage, sure, we have sure. lost it all together. You 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 mix 
mix up the ingredients according to your strengths and your weaknesses, right? Mm. Uh, I know that I'm talking a lot and I'm probably Go taking some yeah. points. Yeah. <laughs> um, we must also draw a fine line and this my husband talks about in his book titled Together Till the End. He, he, he puts a fine line between um, weaknesses and marriage killers, you know. And mm. When we talk about cheating and infidelity and, and, and abuse and hitting your spouse, that's no longer a weakness. That's not what you have to cover up or handle. That is something else. That, that you need to eradicate. We, we don't cheat. We don't commit infidelity. We don't abuse one another and stuff like that. But weaknesses are some things that are not of such a severe nature. Be mm. able to accept your spouse. Okay, there I go again talking a lot, but I'm going to try and summarize it. So my husband um, has got, uh, can I talk about it? He's got major depressive disorder. He's had the condition for over 10 years, right? He's on chronic medication. And um, there are times when he can't do certain things. There are mm -hmm. times when he has to sleep uh, when he has a relapse and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I can't sit here and I go, oh my goodness, you're sleeping and you do, you know, complaining for what? Oh, because I understand yeah. that this is a yes. medical condition. Yes. I have to give him the space. Oh, yes. Do I need certain things from him at a particular time? Yes. Is he able to do it? No. Why make a fuss about it? Mm. Why must I take a little more hole and turn it into an entire mountain? And mm. this is one of the things that make an unsuccessful marriage exaggerating things unnecessarily. Sure, Some sure. of these things, and I feel like, I know I'm being harsh right now but you need to chuck it in the bin mm -hmm. you chuck a lot of things in the bin if you're going to fight every fight that is presented to you and argue every argument that you see on the table and and pick every fight and battle you've lost mm -hmm. some of the things you actually need to ignore of course you can't ignore a text in your husband's phone from a woman you don't ignore that yes, you know yes. you don't ignore those things but there are some certain things that it's unnecessary for you to bring them on the table and battle about them and and mm. and deliberate on them and spend five weeks without talking for what you guys should be making love. Are we allowed to say that on the show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's no need for there's no need for us to be sitting there in all drowning in the negativity. And this one one of the things. What was the question? Successful marriage, right? Yes. I haven't lost it. So one of the things is that you need to learn to um, try to go on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. Which is try be happy. Try get along more, even if the circumstances don't allow. Because yes. I can tell you now, 99.99999% of the time, I feel like strangling my husband. But I've learned that that 99.9% of the time where I feel like strangling him, I, I, I'd rather love him. Yes. I'd rather, yes. you know, build towards something great. Um, yeah. I'd yeah. rather return a kind word. I'd rather, um, you know, kiss him or encourage him or just drop the offense and let it go. Mm. Sometimes you take offense that was not even given to you. Sometimes you give offense. Why are we going around giving offenses? That cannot be a recipe for a successful marriage. I'm like Baruti Bale that keeps saying nyavala, nyavala. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking we, we, notes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. taking notes. I'm you know what? We are just... <laughs> We are absorbing everything. Yeah. I want to read wow. two comments here. Nomsa Nongogo says, powerful. Mm. Bongi says, powerful indeed. And she's got crying emojis. Yes, Bongi, we are crying here. It is absolutely amazing. Sure. Wow. Yeah, we, we, need, we need the title of the book. We need to read that book. Yes. It's a need. Mm -hmm. Yes, hey. mm -hmm. yes ma'am. So um, you speak about the perfect wife in yes. your Instagram, not your YouTube channel. Yes, ma'am. What makes a perfect wife? You know, the Mazindos, we define perfection not necessarily as the absence of flaws or weaknesses. Okay. But to us, perfection means the ability to manage 
weaknesses and flaws. Mm. So if you, to us, when we see you perfect, it's not that you've never sinned or you're this great perfect. No, it's that you're able to come out of a sin. You're able mm-hmm. to overcome a flaw, overcome a weakness. You're sure. able to deal. That to me is perfection. So to me, what makes a perfect wife is that you are able to manage your weaknesses such that they do not become a detrimental um, you know, outcome of your marriage. So if you've got a certain weakness, right, if you are an impatient person and you're angry, don't don't allow that weakness to destroy your marriage. Mm. Manage it. It's not that you don't have anger. It's mm-hmm. not that you can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I'm a very strong, I've got a strong personality. You know, mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. people go, when we first met, people are like, oh, Nkosiam, how could he marry this woman, this poor <laughs> guy? And these are my friends. Like, they would call yeah. and be like, this poor guy, we feel so sorry for him. How, how did he land or end up with you, you know? <laughs> not because I'm a bad person, but because I'm very, I've got a strong personality. Even on yeah. the pulpit, I've got a strong personality. And people misinterpret me at times. And most mm-hmm. of my life, when I was young, I was misinterpreted, you know? And so... I am very strong even when I speak at times. And when I'm a person that says no, it's a no. And I'm not going to negotiate. And I'm that strong, right? But because I saw that at the end of the day, this is an unpleasant kind of a personality, not that there's anything wrong. Mm -hmm. I decided to manage it such that it doesn't affect my marriage. Because I can easily say something to my husband as a a caution or as a warning. But because of my personality, it could come out as a command Mm -hmm. or an instruction. That's how it was Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because I'd say something and perhaps he would reject it because it, it came out like as if, are you controlling me? Are you yes, are you telling yes. me what to do? You know, mm, that kind of, are mm. you disrespecting me? And so I had to manage that. And that's what he can easily say to you guys, my wife is perfect. Not because I've not screamed before, not because mm-hmm. I have not raised my voice, but because I've come to a point where I'm able to manage it. Yes. Um, there are times when I can easily just allow my personality to take over, uh-huh. but I learned to to manage it. So when you are a wife that comes to a point that you manage yourself and manage your spouse as well, you become you become the perfect wife, right? Mm. It's about the element of building. It's about mm. giving without expecting something back. Mm. Um, you might kiss him or hug him or compliment him. And he might never compliment you. Mm. But you have, but what makes you perfect is that you're not always doing something just because he's going to do it back to you. He sure. might not. Sure. It's because mm. he might not know that he has to compliment you. But mm. because you know, then go ahead and do it. The Bible says that if you know that you have to do something and you don't do it, it's a sin. So, it's so, so if, if you continue to do what you know it has to be done and expected of you, though he does not return the favor, it makes you a perfect wife. Mm. It's about building every single time. It's about, I mean, I always say to wives, um, lie to your husband if you have to. Brush the man's ego. Most of the time, you spend time going, don't use those words. I shun those kind of words in marriage. Go go to them. So we don't use the words, no, we don't compare. Try not to compare. Um, um, Focus on the strengths your spouse has yes. and manage, you know, the weaknesses. That leads to becoming a perfect wife. You know, Absolutely. it's all about being able to tackle and navigate around everything that is taking place. It's about being, being, being a woman. You are a feminine. You, when yeah. you're feminine, yeah. you the way you speak has to be yes. feminine. The, mm-hmm. the way you do things, the way you approach things, bring calmness in the marriage, even though the, there's an aggravated fight. He knows that I'm brilliant at that. You know, there are times when I go, look, no, no. Uh, you and I both know that if I have to. Re- Ten one year how guy return like a million no so right now I can shut this entire room down mm. but I'm not going to so kikupo come at I approach him with the feminine touch yeah. yes. you know and you know I'd rather give him a hug or I'd rather kiss him or hold him or, or just wow. say no no this is it's going it's too much he knows I'll go now it's it's going where we do not want to go so we are both uh, going to calm uh, down yeah. and then we're going to be okay. We, 
That, that's what God gave us. There's a softness yeah, that yeah. God yeah. gave us. In Zulu, but some fathers remember like she's a con. Yes, exactly. That's how it is. So mm. that, that's what makes a perfect wife. It's 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 being able to calm the situation where it has the ability to to explode like a nuclear bomb. I love that. Wow. Let's talk about what makes the perfect husband. We've heard about wives, Ustelilu Mama. We know our story now. Your mm. your side. What makes the perfect husband? Well, one day I was sitting next to a pond watching a duck gliding gracefully and perfectly over the water. Okay. Like it, it's like it's like it was just like effortless how it moved on top of the water. Mm-hmm. And then I always wondered how does this duck swim so perfectly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then until one day I was now standing next to the clearer waters and yes. the same duck happened to be there. So I I managed to see under the underneath the water yes. where i didn't see initially when i was at the pond mm. and i discovered that all the time the duck is pedaling mm-hmm. aggressively so mm. like mm. for it to move to to glide so perfectly on top of the water it has to pedal yeah. like 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 with all its might sure. so sure. that 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 gave me an idea of how i can become a perfect husband uh people can see like i make a marriage easy i like we make a power couple but that's that's just the gliding part of it mm. that's the pedaling that's happening Underneath. loving you when wow. i don't want to when wow. i don't feel like uh-huh. mm. like responding with love when i feel like you are this time you are taking me something mm. like that so we men are people of intentions <laughs> we like communicating intentions uh if if i as your as, as a husband say you know i want to extend this house that's all that i'm saying that's the, that's that's all that i'm saying i'm not saying to you i'm going to extend the house i'm just communicating that i intend okay, mm. okay. To, to 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 extend the house sure sure so that that is how we are constructed as men and we are people of intentions mm-hmm. but you women are people of action <laughs> If mm. you say I want to extend the house the following day people from cash build come in yeah. with, <laughs> with bricks and cement and all those things and things happen yes things 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 begin to happen in, in fact when i say uh, i intend to i've already finished i've paid cash build i've called everybody you're just informing him that tomorrow when they come don't be shocked yeah. yes absolutely so we need to be aware as husbands that our intentions that have no actions frustrate our wives yeah and wow. we need to always remember that we need to try as much as possible to turn our intentions into actions if we can't let us give the resources to our wives they can turn those intentions into actions on our behalf sure. so we need to understand also that okay we are women are more inclined to people because you are helpers you are that's why you are emotionally um in touch and mm-hmm. in tune but we are inclined to things like if 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 i get involved in a car accident which belongs to my wife the first question is is my husband okay mm-hmm. but we men if my wife gets involved in a car accident with my car the first question is how what what damage mm-hmm is on my car. Mm. <laughs> so we need to get out of our head yeah. and mm. into our heart. Mm. Because every time we get into our head, we appear heartless to our wives. Mm. Um and 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 being a perfect husband means I need to be able to uh listen to my wife without trying to give her advices. Mm. 
but just to validate what she is going through. Um, um, just to say, I am with you and I, I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to love you. Come. Like, this is, this is something that I really, really struggled with. But I have come to a place where even if my wife complains about me, because there used to be times when she complains about me, I would say, please shut up. Mm. But this time I've learned when she starts, I'd rather say, why don't you come here and tell me all about it? Mm. And I realized that it's not actually about the complaining. It's just a cry mm. for my affection. Yes. So we, we, we should, as, as, as husbands, we should put our affection ahead of our emotions. Oh, wow. Why am I saying that? Sometimes I feel like, you know what, I want to reject her because she didn't talk to me properly. Uh -huh. That is the time when she needs my affection. Okay. Yes. So I love yes. you. She's crying for you mm -hmm. for help, but yes. she's, she's not able to express it the way in which it should come out positively. Absolutely. And if I can get what she's telling me from the head, I'm going to miss the message. Yes. Because women communicate emotion. Though we communicate information. Yes, just yeah, telling yes. you what, what we want to tell you. But when you communicate, it's emotion. Uh, so uh, if we uh, receive that emotion as information, we are not going to be understanding to our wives and they are mm. going to feel like we don't love them, we don't mm. accept them. Mm. So being a perfect husband doesn't mean I don't make mistakes, but it means I have found a way to turn my blemishes into beauty. Mm. Yes, mm. and embracing mm. my weaknesses and finding ways to... to, to, to to make up for all the things like 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 I, 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 I intend to do and turn my intentions into actions so that she may feel assured that I love her. Beautiful. Yeah, I want to read mm. some of the comments that are on Facebook to you guys. Uh, Bongi uh, says words of wisdom. And um, Nomsa says, we want the YouTube channel so that we can also subscribe to their channel. We'll definitely give you their handles. Please subscribe. Bongi says, again, true. Nomsa says, these teachers must come back. Amen. I yeah, agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gloria Pop mm -hmm. says, I just love how you say nunu. No, no. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, Bongi says, they should be given a weekly slot on Hope Alive Radio. I wouldn't, oh. I wouldn't say oh. no to that. Oh. Okay. Uh, Nomsa says, agreed. So she's agreeing to the weekly slot. Whoa. Bongi says wow and um when you start laughing again so true um to what you were saying two minutes ago about the emotions and women yes. mm. and then when says what a powerful couple i can Aww. listen to both of you all day long oh Thank you. Thank you gloria says that the mazindo speaker at men's conference yeah this one needs to speak at the men's mm -hmm. conference yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 and then Bongi says i truly learned something today oh, oh man thank you thank you thank you so much for connecting with us we're going to spend about another 10 minutes with this beautiful couple so keep the questions coming in the comments we're on Facebook on Hope Alive Radio Station our Twitter handle is Hope Alive underscore radio if you want to send a voice note or a WhatsApp message it's 067-153-1089 we're talking love, marriage raising children surviving divorce from this beautiful couple uh, Pindile as well as Lesohonolo Mazindo such an exciting interview uh, you know what I've my page is full, you know, mm. from all mm. the notes that, 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 I'm, that I'm taking, actually. Mm. We're learning as well. Um, yeah. So it's oh. like a marriage seminar for us. <laughs> I'm going to go teach my husband that I learned yes, today. Yes, <laughs> Um Maybe before we start with uh, Pastor Pindi, let's go to, I think, let's just continue where we stopped earlier. I know that um, Pastor Pindi mentioned, like, um, the, the question that I want to ask you, it is, uh, what are the things that affect relationships in these days? I know that, earlier, 
you know, one of the things that we do as uh, maybe females or women, it is to compare our spouses to like our neighbors or our friends. What can you just tell us things that affect relationships? Things that we just need to take care of. Right. In my, in my professional experience over the past 16 years, I've learned a number of things um, to that, 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 that actually affect marriages and relationships negatively. Mm. And I discovered that most marriages end long before they start. Mm. Um, um, my marriage began to end when my father beat my mother. Mm. <laughs> I was wow. a toddler. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then I, 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 I actually hated my father and I hated being a man. I wanted to be a woman. Mm. Maybe that's why people thought thought I'm 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 More too girly. I'm a mm-hmm. feminine mm-hmm. kind of a person because I hated being a man because of what I witnessed mm. uh, in my family and many many of the things that happen in our childhood, especially in the first seven years of our lives. Because we don't understand them, they get suppressed in our unconscious mind, and like an iceberg, mm-hmm. they become they they are there ninety percent of. Uh, what controls our behavior is in our unconscious mind. We, that's why we can't explain the things that we do. And those are the thoughts that were repressed from our childhood. So how we raise our children, how I treat my wife mm-hmm. affects my children's marriages. Yeah. How, I, how my wife treats me teaches her daughters how to treat their husbands. Mm. And how I treat my wife teaches my, my daughters what to expect from a man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is why um, some of the people uh, that, who are my clients, especially ladies, they would say to me, I hate my father for cheating on my mother, but I hate my mother for forgiving him. Mm. Things like that, because she made me feel like it's okay to stay in a relationship with mm. a man who cheats me with many, many women, because mm. I learned from her that I need to stay, I don't have to go. Talking about relationship at relationship level, not even at the marriage level. Yeah, yeah. And one other thing that makes marriages end before they start is getting into a relationship long before you are ready. When you get into your first relationship at the age of 16, you are loving genuinely. But they break your heart and you, start, you, you, you learn to build walls. Mm-hmm. The second one, they break your heart again. The, second, the third relationship at the age of 20, they break your heart again. The, th- the fourth one at the age of 23, they damage your heart. Mm-hmm. And now, at the age of 27, a man who truly loves you mm-hmm. comes mm-hmm. and marries you. Yes. But you no longer have love available mm. to love the person who is your husband. Mm. As a result, a man who was loving yeah. and had um, wa- wanted to spend the rest of his life with you is entering into a divorce with you, thinking he's entering into a marriage because oh, you no longer have enough love in you to love him. All shit. the love that was in you was taken away by men who took you for granted shit. and they took the love away from you. You can't give it to a man who truly loves and deserves you. Mm. And 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 th- th- those are things that happen prior to the marriage because mm. I learned that when I do marriage counseling, I don't deal with problems that emerged from the marriage. Yes. It's ten yeah. percent yeah. of yeah. the problems, but ninety percent of the problems emerged from prior yes. to yes. the marriage. Childhood. So yes, mm. wh- how we treat our children and how we conduct ourselves as teenagers will definitely have a negative effect on our marriages. So much to look forward to. Uh, Nomsa has just found you guys on YouTube and she says she's just subscribed. Thank you, Nomsa. Thank, Thank you. You, you did the right thing there. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely.
Pastor Pini? Yes, ma'am. Can you just add on, the, on, on that? Well, a house that is divided cannot stand. Mm. Mm. So mm. one of the things that, um, you know, cause negativity or affect a marriage badly is the fact that people are divided in marriage. Mm. Um, mm. There's not even, you know, the two shall become one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. two different minds. It's two different visions. It's mm. two different aspects. You don't get along. It's a lot of wars. You're, you, you're actually becoming people that are in the opposite team as opposed to being the same team. Mm. Those are the things that affect marriage. And the second that happens, the one takes left, the other takes right. Mm. Uh, scripture mm. also mm. says that two people cannot walk the same road until, unless they agree. Yeah. But there's so many disagreements in marriage. I'm not even talking about a disagreement in a form of an altercation or an argument. But I mean not being able to say this is the vision for the family. Mm. Even though you know he's in psychology, I am in the corp because I mean I'm in I'm in corporate and um, uh, even my qualifications are in, in, in com- commerce and corporate. Mm-hmm. He can still support my vision even though he doesn't know anything about corporate. Mm. I can still support him in psychology even though I don't know anything about it. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, the common vision is the the vision is one and it's common is to say let's become the best version of ourselves mm-hmm. let's become the best in our industries but we do it together mm-hmm. um i'm not i'm not a psychology professional as my husband is but if you can put me on a platform for one hour before him you could think that i'm a senior that's what he yeah. says you know uh, <laughs> he usually says it's sexually transmitted but <laughs> it's because we have intertwined into each other's destinies such you, you can't separate the two of us. If mm. it's sometimes we have to go into we are called for an interview and at times I'd go, I can't go, can you go on my behalf? But he can even say things that I would say and vice versa. It's because we have learned to uh, to unite, you know, and, mm. and what's affecting marriages badly is that people are not uniting any longer. Yeah. Uh, sometimes mm. there's competition, not even about we are competing with other couples, you're competing between the two of us. Who mm. loves us more? Mm. You know, mm. Who loves more than the other? These things are happening in mm. marriages of even mm. pastors. Mm. Um, it's a lot of competition here and there. So if we if we learn not to be divided, there's a lot that can come together and you can actually build going forward. Mm. Mm. And one thing that 100%. I want to add there, if you question someone's identity, caution someone's destiny and someone's calling, that is a recipe for failure to your marriage. Mm. I can't say to my wife, you say you are a pastor, but yep. you can't submit yep. to your husband. Mm. And she mm. says to me, you say you are a counselor, but you can't love your wife. Things mm. like that. Mm. Questioning someone's identity because of their weaknesses, it's number one recipe to to, to destroy your marriage. Yeah. And yeah. we don't say don't have conflicts in marriages. Conflicts are there. But yeah. if mm. we treat them positively, they strengthen the marriages. But yeah. if we treat yeah. them negatively, they actually harm the marriage yeah. so we need to be able to find ways to solve our problems we we need what we call the rules of engagement mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's okay you can fight but stay within the rules don't mm. attack the civilians don't mm. attack the things don't hit me on the belt don't mm. yeah. don't bring up my past against me don't mm. Don't, don't attack me with things that I told you in confidence. Mm. I told you I have depression. Don't say depression and I have born. Things oh. like that. Mm. They, they actually destroy the other person. And at the mm. end of the day, uh, there, will not be, there will not be any love that is left between the two of you. So respect each other, especially when you disagree. Love that. I hope uh, we are hearing ingredients from uh, married couples. We can see we are learning a lot here. Bongi says beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Let's talk about 
bit about children. You have two beautiful girls. Yes. Uh, that dynamic to you guys, uh, what is that like? I mean, and you guys are raising two beautiful girls. Do you feel that it's a difference because your girls are albinos? Do people think that it's harder to raise girls that are albinos than mm. children who don't? Because it's just pigment. But yeah. people might have a perception that maybe it's yeah. harder. What's your take on that? Um, firstly, uh, I want to correct the word albino. Yes. So that word actually doesn't exist. Okay. Uh, in medical terms, because remember, people with lighter skin who are black, excuse mm. for my my use of language, yeah. um, they are they have a condition. Okay, it's a medical condition. All right. So according to medical records, yeah. they've got albinism. albinism so I don't right. have albino children. Yes. And we, I, I would love this narrative to be changed. Sure, there is no sure. such a word as albino. Mm. It's a demeaning word. Mm. It's a, it's a very bad word. Um, um, it's, it's like a word that they would. I don't even know if I can say it on radio, but how we were called by white people. Okay. Uh, I, I don't want to use the word. Yeah. Sure, so sure, that sure. word is exactly what albino means to. Albino, wh when you say albino to a person with okay, albinism, okay. so we refrain from the word albino. It's with albinism okay, because they're okay. saying the minute okay. you say your children are albinos, you are saying my children are a condition. Okay. They are not a condition; they have a condition. Sure, sure, because sure. a person that has cancer, we say une cancer. You know, yes. it's got cancer. We don't say you are cancer. You, you are cancer. Yeah. You're yeah. a cancer. Yeah. You know. So when you say you are an albino, you're basically saying you are a condition, and they are not a condition. They yeah. have a condition. Sure. You are correct to say that it's a matter of pigmentation. Yes. So. When the more darker your skin is, it means that you've got high pigmentation. It means okay. that the, the pigmentation is the coloring of your skin yeah. medically. So it means it's more. So people with albinism, it's just that their pigmentation is lighter. They don't, they, yes. In fact, they don't have pigmentation. And the medical term for that pigmentation is called melanin. So my daughters don't have melanin, so they have albinism, which is a condition. Mm. It was quite a a shock because we were obviously not expecting it mm. but it is such a blessing to raise them um, I'm not gonna make it special because they are just kids yeah. it's yeah. just it's yeah. just the pigmentation and the melanin that doesn't exist they are just kids mm. uh, we still have to change nappies we still have to change diapers <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still don't sleep at night fighting cool I have to put away my stuff things are breaking so it's just a normal household mm. what makes it unnormal is is unfortunately human beings and what we have become sure. um, it's human beings and and the fact that we treat one another as animals just because there is a certain level of difference you know mm. um, I don't see anything wrong with raising my kids with albinism, I have an, a problem with how people um, approach people with albinism or approach my children. That is where my issue is, you know. Mm. And it's true, there's a lot of myths around them. But as far as I know, I got pregnant and I gave birth to children. There was no miracle that happened mm. um, since there's so many s myths around people with albinism and how they might be born and how they might die. Those things are not there. Yeah. And that's the narrative we have to change. And these are the things that we have to crush. We have to debunk all those myths because they're incorrect and untrue. And it's sad that we live in such a society sure. in this day and age. But what can we do, Pastor Pendile? Yes. I mean, you're helping us now. We know, okay, mm. it's a person with albinism. What mm. can we do to put more education so people know yes. how to actually talk about this properly? I think platforms like yourselves are very good. I mean, the fact that we are here, we're able to talk about it means that there is people, the 44,000 people that listen every week, mm. um, or did you say every month, they are aware of this now. Yeah. So that 44,000 plus or so will tell other people. Yeah. It's okay. about having these platforms, but it's also using our own platforms to raise this awareness. Mm. But also we live in the technolo technological age. We live in the fourth industrial revolution. We have phones on our fo on our hands 24/7. It's as simple as googling what is albinism, you mm -hmm. know. Um, because you know when we. we, we 
if we're going to be a society that still continues with myths, we are in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. We, we, yeah. We, we make so many mistakes as society because of myths. Mm. And so sometimes just sit down on Google and just go, what is albinism? Yeah. You know? Okay, fine, you didn't know anything about albinism, then what is albino? You will see that the, 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 the research, your medical research will tell you that it's albinism. It will mm. tell you about pigmentation. So sometimes it's good to research these things. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's good to be clued up about these things mm. um, and, and, and expose yourself. Find out about something. Don't just listen to somebody that said, oh, they disappear or whatever you know sure. uh, let's educate ourselves yeah. let's be a society that becomes more educated even scripture um, uh, uh, it, 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 it motivates that you know um, you might you must be a person that is learned you must be a person mm. that you know mm. f- uh, becomes educated so mm. that you can be approved in society mm. I don't think it's just a formal degree in university sure. it's about being well researched and well informed about certain things not just with albinism but with a whole in lot general. of things in general you know like and that. we need to get you know get ourselves to that kind of space sure and I, I, when 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 I had my children, the first time I saw the first one because I was in the hospital. The second one I was not allowed in the hospital because of the COVID nineteen restrictions. Mm. Um, my wife, when she first saw her, she, it's like she was, oh wow! I said, let's love her. I love that. <laughs> we are going to love her, mm. and and that's why her name is. Oratile is because she I want we want her to know that she is loved. And 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 the the other name is Hosatan. Yes. I gave her that translated you are loved Princess Mazindo. Oh yeah. And then the doctor called me to the side, the pediatrician, and says and she 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 said to me, Your daughter was born with albinism. Is there anyone with albinism in your family? I said no. And then I, I was with my mother-in-law, and she asked me, "Is there anything, anyone, in the side of your your wife's family with albinism?" My my mother-in-law answered, said no. And the doctor looked very much confused. Mm. He said, "I don't understand because this thing runs in the family." Mm. <laughs> and then and then and then uh, I had we had to we had, like our experience had to correct doctors thinking that it runs in the family. It doesn't have to run in the. family. Family is not okay. hereditary, uh-huh. but it can be in the genes. Mm. For for okay. for both of us to have children with albinism, it uh, it means I have genes in me without melanin, mm. and she has genes in her without melanin, and mm. together we make children with albinism. Mm. But I to me it was not a hassle; it was not a problem because I told myself I'm going to protect my wife and my girls with everything that I have, no yes. matter what they are. Yeah. So I, I was like, I I, it, I don't feel like I I, I need, I, I'm doing anything different mm, uh, mm. from what I would do with the, the, the child of full pigment, for example. Yeah. Because my daughter, even if she was she, she didn't have albinism, I wouldn't allow my daughter to be walking around in the sun, for an example. Mm. So mm. I'm, I'm not going to allow my daughters with albinism to walk around in the sun. Mm. I wouldn't allow my daughters to use things that will damage their eyes. And mm. same applies. So it's not like I'm giving them a special attention, attention. or a special treatment. If yes. we go to the beach, I will apply sunscreen on them, whether they have albinism or oh they no. don't have albinism. Yeah. So it, albinism, albinism is not a factor. Um, it doesn't have to change anything. Yeah, yeah. And I want to say to fathers, mm, <laughs> your mm. child with albinism is still your child. Absolutely. I repeat, your Please. child with albinism is still your child. Absolutely. Stop abandoning your children and your wife simply because your wives gave you children with albinism. Those children rely on you for provision, for protection, for love, for affirmation, for upbringing, for nurturing. Yes. You need to be there. Don't 
desert them. If you have abandoned them, go back and apologize yeah. and yes. take be a man and take care of your children. Yes. Absolutely. You can wow. give him a horn for that. Wow. That's absolutely wow. amazing. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so uh, Gabsila says amen. And Bongi says, oh, your daughters are the most beautiful. Yes, they are. They are <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> now, we spoke earlier on about the marriage seminars. Please, let's talk about the upcoming marriage seminar. Yay. That deserves a horn. Just joking. <laughs> give you a horn. Um, so we've got a marriage seminar that's taking place on the 12th of March, yeah. 2022. 12th March, 2022 at Ndaheni Restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at the State Theatre in Pretoria. Mm-hmm. So it's taking place in Pretoria on the 12th of March. We begin at 1. The red carpet starts at 12 o'clock. It's a black tie, elegant event. Men come with your black suits or your tuxedos. Women, nice evening dresses, look gorgeous. We're going to have a fantastic time. And I'm excited because, you know, we we throwing in a lot in the mix. You know, we, we're talking marriage from a psychological point of view. We're talking marriage from a spiritual, biblical point of view. We're talking marriage from our own personal experiences and from the experiences of the people that we've been coaching and counseling as well. So mm-hmm. we have all these perspectives and aspects and I think that it's going to be incredible and we're going to have, there's a lot on the program, it's packed, but it's going to be fun. Um, wow. We want to leave you guys, we want you guys to leave the, that vicinity with a great experience about what marriage could possibly be mm-hmm. and I'm really looking forward to it. So, and The theme of the marriage is the, the marriage conference. revolution. Wow. The marriage so wow. revolution. We, we, we are intending wow. to revolutionize the marriages. Okay. Why do we have to revolutionize the marriages? It's because marriages have been fixated back in, in the 1900s mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then things have changed so much and marriages are irrelevant um, and because they don't they don't ad- adapt to the times we are living in right now mm-hmm. uh, what 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 love meant 50 years ago is different now mm-hmm. uh, how we express love 50 50 years ago is different we sh- you sh- initially when we for us to sp- express love we need to be together uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then but now we can be together and not together we can sit next to each other and not together she's in her phone talking to other people i'm on my phone talking to other people but we're going to focus on things that we can do to revolutionize our marriages bring a great transformation because now uh, it's very sad that marriage like rhinos and elephant it has become an endangered species Mm, mm. but the problem is people raise funds to save rhinos and and elephants but on, when it comes to marriage, people do marriage seminars to raise funds. It's the other way around. Not for the, the to save the marriage. Yes. What we need sure. to do is raise funds so that we can save marriages. Mm. Not do marriage seminars so that we can raise funds. Mm. So we see the trend and we want to change that trend. We don't do marriage seminars to raise funds. We do. We raise funds so that we can do marriage seminars, so that we can save marriages for, mm, from extinction. Mm. And this is one of the things that we are going to do: mm. saving marriages from extinction and restoring the dignity and sanctity of marriage. We I want people that. to believe in marriage again. Mm. And let's together to the end. We believe that we are changing the world. Yeah, one yeah. marriage at a time. One, one marriage, marriage at a time. time. Please give us the date again. Twelve March two thousand and twenty-two. Twelve. 
March mm. 2022, Daheni Restaurant, State Theatre, Pretoria. Come all, come one, come everybody. Mm. <laughs> okay, Bongi says we will be there. Bongi, please, Yay. you need to be there. <laughs> Nomsa says, Amen, absolutely. Now, we spoke about your YouTube channel, your social media handles. Please yes, do share for our listeners to follow and get this content that is so amazing. I'm such an uncom- I'm such an uncomplicated person. I'm straightforward. It's Pindile in Essential Mazindo on almost all my platforms. YouTube, it's Pindile in Essential Mazindo. Facebook, it's Pindile in Essential Mazindo. Instagram is Pindile underscore Mazindo. Oh, I thought she was going to speak oh, for so me, but <laughs> let me speak for myself then. Sorry. <laughs> because that's what she does for me. <laughs> um, I'm Leshonelo Mazindo on mm. every one of my platforms. Mm. Uh, mm. On YouTube, which is a very new channel, expect something to be happening in the future. Uh, I think about, I have about how many videos there? Three or four. Yeah. I think it's four. Mm. But uh, it's we, we are going to upload a very, very powerful, life-changing and interesting content there. So subscribe in the meantime. <laughs> and then at Facebook, I'm Lishangelo Mazindo. I, my my, my, my personal profile and my Facebook page is Lishangelo Mazindo or dash, is it dash, hyphen, or hyphen, yes. hyphen, registered counsellor. And we have we have another page that is called Together Till the End. Okay. It's our Facebook page. And on Instagram, I'm Lishonolo Mazindo. I have a new TikTok account as well where I do, where I do short videos like the hit and runs. It's Lishonolo Mazindo as well. You can follow me there as well. Love wow. it. You heard, you <laughs> heard, you heard. Do the right thing. Follow them. Bongi says, let's go. I want to read this message from Ukapsile. She says, Unkunkul antwine, anabam, nithale nithandana, nithandunkulunkul njalo. May the good God grant you all the wisdom that you need. Amen. Oh, <laughs> Bongi says, oh Thank yes. May God continue to bless this family. You are truly a blessing to this generation. You really Thank are. You. Thank you really, really are restoring <laughs> really marriages. One marriage. What is it? Restoring generations. Changing the world. One marriage at a time. Yes, ma'am. You need to say that together. Let's not steal your shine. Mm. One toe, one toe. <laughs> <laughs> Changing the world. One marriage at a time. I love it. Wow. Oh man, mm. we have had an amazing mm. time chatting to you guys. Last words before we let you go. Uh, he's a God of restoration. Amen. Yeah. That is my calling scripture. That's the trance I went into and I didn't mention earlier that God told me that I've called you to restore David's fallen tabernacle and the Gentiles who bear my name. The scriptures in the book of Acts chapter 15, 16. Um, if you ever remember anything about me, remember that God says he's a God of restoration. It does not matter how depleted or uh, demoralized you may be or de- you know uh, depleted your life may be or your finances, your children, your job, your academics. God is ready to restore your life. He comes at a time when you've thrown in the towel. He comes mm-hmm. at a time where you feel like there's no way out, where mm-hmm. where, where where, where the um, a pharaoh and his troop are, are, are gaining momentum on you when there are mountains on the side and a Red Sea behind you. He's mm-hmm. a God that is able to do something in that situation. He, he, he's not lowered by a circumstance in your life. He, he doesn't lose track just because you feel weak and worn out. He, he doesn't become a God that does not know what he's doing just because you're shaken. You may be shaken, but he's firm in what he knows about you. He, oh, yes. He's not even surprised about your situation. You may be shocked and you may mm-hmm. be falling apart, but he goes already 
provided a way out. So, yes. so there was a time that I preached a message. I'm sorry, here I am right now. Um, <laughs> I, I, I said that, you know, you need to become God's armrest. See, you need to understand that the Bible says that God is sitting on the throne. So, mm-hmm. so, so the heavens are his throne and the earth is his footstool. Mm-hmm. So if God has placed his feet on the earth, uh, when a person is sitting down comfortably, they have to have their arms resting like yes. this on an armrest. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is that when you want to see yourself in a space of restoration, be God's armrest because the Bible says that his hand shall be upon you so when God's feet are on the earth and he is he's in heaven sitting on the throne his arms when they rest on you they be, you become God's armrest and when God rests his hand and when he relaxes on you you can imagine the favor that will follow in your life you can imagine the breakthrough and the restoration that God is going to release on your life and if you're not willing to believe that the enemy is going to lie to you but if you want the enemy to be silent do you need to believe that he's a God of restoration? So I'm going to stop it so right there. Gonna... Hey, Mama, <laughs> uh, you know what? Nobody said stop, but okay. Sure. I speak it off, guys. I speak it off. Amen. People die in car accidents, mm-hmm. but we don't lose faith in cars. Yes. Mm-hmm. We still drive, we still use cars mm-hmm. and buses. Sure. Mm-hmm. So why do we lose faith in marriages because of divorces and separations and heartbreaks? Yep. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't lose faith in love and marriage and relationships simply because people are getting hurt. Sure. We should find ways to better our relationships so that we minimize accidents we minimize divorces. We mm. minimize mm. heartbreaks. We minimize taking each other for granted, cheating. And we minimize causing pain to one another. We should minimize the problems that are in the relationship instead of minimizing the marriage itself. Mm. I want us to make the marriage trend. I want us to restore the dignity of marriage. I want us to believe in marriage again. And marriage is not going for extinction. Rhinos and elephants Mm. can Mm. go, but not marriage. Not under our watch and not under your watch as well. We trust God for the restoration of marriages, including yours. And if you have been through divorce, that's not where life ends. Mm. There's life after divorce. It yeah. can, and it can be better than it has ever been so true. after the divorce. Mm-hmm. My wife and I are witnesses. <laughs> yeah. oh, so no. don't give up in love. You will find love again. And if you have fallen because of the divorce or the separation, uh, get up and serve God. And while you serve God, he might bring you some comfort and consolation. Oh, <laughs> hallelujah. Loving this. Loving this. Mm. Last comments um, from our listeners. Wongi says, thank you, Hope Alive, for an amazing show. Yay, amen, Pastor Pia. She was preaching. She was on yeah, fire. Yeah. Nomsa <laughs> says, hands up, praise. And Wongi um, says, ah, I love this. I love this. Well, we're going to close it now. Thank you so much. Nomsa says, so profound. Yes, indeed. We've had an amazing time with this couple, mm-hmm. Pastor Pindi mm-hmm. and Leslo Honolo Mazindo, talking about love, marriage, and recovering from divorce. We can do it, guys. Let's mm-hmm. be the generation yeah. that fights for our marriage. Yes, I love how you said it. We don't give up on cars, yet there are daily accidents. Mm-hmm. Do not give up on your marriage. Fight for it. 12 March, you need to be there or be square. Yeah. 
<laughs> Yo, I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait. I can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, we're closing off the first half of the show. We're going to give you a double play. Here is Loanze and it's Azano. Beautiful song. And that's what we just declare. Abundance of marriage, abundance mm. of love, abundance of everything good in oh, marriage. Yes. Zano featuring Chloe Beautiful. And then we're going to give you Jules, uh, which says, uh, give you love featuring LAX. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. We'll see you after this. You're listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station.